Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have completed chapter 15 and we'll be discussing chapter 16. Daiva Asuri Sampat Vibhag Yoga. Yoga of divine and devilish estate. We have so far learned in this segment, the last segment of Bhagavad Gita, which started from chapter 13 and will end in chapter 18, the Moksha Sanyasa Yoga. So we've seen the first segment was about I, the individual. Second segment was about He, the Supreme. And now the third segment is about how to reconcile the two. So in chapter 13, we've seen the Kshetra Kshetragna Vibhag Yoga. Yoga of differentiation between the filled and its knower. And Bhagavan said that Filled is, it's simple, idam shariram kaunteya idikshetram abhidhiyate. This body is called the filled. This body is very easy to define. The Bhagavan said, this body, that includes the world of my experiences, the filled. But when it came to defining the kshetra gna, he had to rely on the 20 qualities. We started with amanitvam, adambitvam, ahinsa, kshantihi. Arjavam, Acharya, Pasana, Savucham, 20 qualities. Because it is very difficult to define something which is undefinable. My physical appearance can be defined very easily. What he looks like, how tall he is, all that is very easy. But to defining my mind and my intellect is not really very easy. But it can be defined by the expressions of my mind and intellect how I behave, what my actions are, they define my mental world. You can say whether he's in a good mood, he's in a bad mood. So that which cannot be defined can only be defined by the outward expression of that. We can define electricity, but we can see electricity in the room by the outward expression of the electricity is the light in this room or the air conditioning functioning in the room. So when it came to Kshetra Gna, Bhagavan could only define 20 qualities that a person who is soul conscious, when you are aligned with your own self, the true self, that which makes you who you are, the qualities that you will exhibit in your behavior, in your mental attitude, in your actions, those are defined. So that's how the Kshetra Gna was defined. In the next chapter 14, learned about the Gunatraya Vibhag Yoga. Then how then that one seemingly undivided becomes the world of many. We all learned. There are three qualities in this manifest world. Everything inherently has these three qualities in this manifest world. 
the permutation combination of these three gunas creates this variety of things and beings. And then in chapter 15, we went back again and defined undefinable, the Supreme, the Purushottama, that which transcends both the perishable and imperishable. Perishable is this body in terms of Kshetra, Kshetragna. Kshetragna remains imperishable. The one who knows the field, he remains constant. I know the world of my happenings from my childhood till this morning. But I remain constant. All those things which happened to me were perishable. My body aged. Astrologers told me in my childhood that you will not have any surgery. So I was so diligent about not even getting any procedure done so that my astrologer is right. You know. So I had a little corner. So we had one of the podiatrists in our group a few years ago. And I said, this is really bothering me. I said, come down to our clinic. We'll do a little surgery and you'll be fine. I said, no, no surgery because the astrologer told me you don't have any surgery. Said, we'll call it procedure. We'll call it surgery. But then I had five surgeries since 60 to 70 because my body doesn't care what the astrologers thought. It is decaying, it is changing, and it has to go through all the normal things the body goes through. So that's perishable. Body is perishable. One who knows that I'm, my body is going through this is imperishable. But what said I'm beyond both. I transcend both the perishable and imperishable. I transcend this perishable body, the field, but I also transcend the kshetra gna, one who is knowing this body, one who is conscious of this body. I'm above that. Kshetra gna, mana kshetra, is just gna, the knower. That knower who is not conditioned by any field is purushottama. He is the purushottama, he is the supreme purusha. So we learned in chapter 15 that Purusottama remains constant, not bound by any limitations, is not bound by or affected by any field or field of activities. But in that we also talked about then what is my relationship as an individual being to that supreme being. And he said, Mama Eva Ansa Jiva Loke. Jiva Bhutaha Sanatanaha, an eternal portion of mine, a one portion which is eternal because I, the Supreme, is eternal. So everything about me is eternal, any portion of me is eternal. All the qualities of gold, anywhere in the gold, no matter how big a sample is or how small a sample is, all the qualities of gold will be in that sample, as long as it is gold. The small portion of mine, which is eternal, because I am eternal, all my qualities are in that eternal portion, the small portion. That identifies with the Jiva Loka, this world of beings, world of Prakriti. It identifies with the world of Prakriti, becomes aware of the world of Prakriti, and becomes one of them. And then mana sastani indriyani prakritim karshati. From the prakriti, from this jiva loka, from this world of beings, it attracts the five senses in the mind. So now the entity is formed, 
which we call it the jiva atma that is an individualized ego who considers itself to be an entity which is limited by the senses and enjoying this world of five types of objects related to five senses through each sense and now its journey starts from there the journey has started so from the very beginning from the day you start your job you come out of college and you start your job then your first paycheck then the second and the third and from one job to the other you keep building your bank balance and your balance of your experience so when you after about 20 years you go to some place for an interview and say i have 20 years of experience and here is what my portfolio looks like so you acquired your portfolio by working in that field for 20 years that becomes your expertise so in my field whether you like it or not wherever you end up going in one direction that becomes your portfolio or we do only hotels or we do only office buildings or we do only this is how are medic hospitals well no you can't do hospital we so i can design hospital give me hospital no you can't because your portfolio does not have hospitals in it because that's the portfolio acquired the well, same thing with our investments we gradually we buy this in the mutual funds and then some government treasury bonds and it becomes your portfolio after a while is so what's in your portfolio i have this stock and that stock so as we go through our journey in this life and other as that jeev atma we build our portfolio that portfolio has some good things and some not so good things you know your investment portfolio some investments are doing good some are really doing very bad but then some are in between but overall then your investment banker will come and say you neil are doing okay because your overall return on your investment is this so how i'm overall doing is depending on the all constituent parts how they are doing in my portfolio so bhagwan has described how you started your journey in chapter 15 that as a jivatma that eternal portion of mind which is all the qualities of the transcendental purushottama now associated with the mind and intellect and five senses become a jivatma is acquiring experiences in this jiva loka and is developing his estates so this chapter now defines i as the jivatma last chapter focused on parmatma the ultimate goal so our ultimate goal was given to us natad bhasayate suryah na shashankah na pavakah i need to be in a place where there are no objects to be known and therefore there is no light needed from the sun moon or fire but right now i am not at that place i am at the jeeva loka at the jivatma so bhagwan took up that subject from the last chapter of how the jivatma was formed and how the jivatma is experiencing this world of objects through the senses noted the result of that journey so we starts with deva asuri sampatti we have collected 
our experience in both sides, from the divine side and also not so divine side. So the qualities which I exhibit, which are divine, are actually my inherent quality in me. Just as we have defined the Kshatra Gna with those 20 qualities, Amanitvam, Adambitvam, the qualities of the Kshatra Gna, the knower who is functioning through me as the knower of this field. So Bhagavan starts with chapter with 26 qualities which are considered divine. Now these qualities are not unique in Bhagavad Gita. These are not the qualities only Hindus believe. In any culture, these qualities are accepted as the positive divine qualities. To make your life more peaceful, more enjoyable, more serene, these qualities are necessary. These qualities will give you the mental equipoise, which will let you see the things as they are, will make you aware of who you really are. So the first 26 qualities, this chapter opens with Devi Sampatti. And in first three stanzas, he enumerates the 26 qualities, as we have said, are universal. Even a caveman, without any civilization or religion, will agree to these qualities. So thou shall not steal. That's not a Christian value. A caveman also knew that if somebody cannot take the food which I have gathered, I should also not take somebody's food. So there's a mutual, something which I have expected the society will do to me, or how the society will react to me. I also should take that attitude and work with society that way. So these divine qualities are universal, and they are again, are the expression of the soul consciousness. When I'm conscious about my true nature, then these qualities will automatically will shine through. In my journey, if I had remained conscious of my true nature in experiencing this world, then these qualities will become predominant part of my personality. But in my journey, if I get distracted and forgot who I am as the eternal portion of that Supreme, then I forgot that identity and became identified with the world of objects and the world of beings. And then I developed the other qualities. With the most of the chapter, we'll talk about that asuri sampatti, materialistic values which we have gathered from this world. I go to India and they say, here it's okay, bye. Paisa apart pade. You have to give money here. <laughs> you bribe here is easy. So I also go along and say, okay, well, that's the case. Okay, let's go along. More I stay in that environment, more I become like them. Bhagavan said, if you have acquired these materialistic values from the world of matter, then this is sampati which you have created. So the first three verses are actually self-explanatory. Most of these values are. It starts with abhayam, fearlessness. Fearlessness comes from my sense of security. If I'm secured in who I am, then there will be fearlessness. I will not be afraid of anything. 
So one who is more aligned with his imperishable self will be more fearless. He will be one who is totally identified with his supreme self. He will be completely fearless. So that's the basic quality. The fear comes from my sense of incompleteness and my sense of insecurity. That comes from me relying my happiness on this world of objects and other people recognizing my will. So abhayam comes from my self, aligning with my divine self. Sattva sansuddhi, purity of the self. More I am clearly seeing who I am, my behavior will demonstrate that. That's Sattva sansuddhi. Gnana Yoga Vyavasthitihi Establishment in the Gnana Yoga Gnana Yoga Knowledge about myself I am more established We have seen Gnana Yoga before in this Bhagavad Gita Gnana Yoga is knowing the self through discrimination This is not me, this is not me, this is not me, this is me That's Gnana Yoga Vyavasthiti Established, I'm firmly established in the knowledge who I am and who I am not. Gnana Yogi Vyavasthiti. Danam Damahacha Yagnahacha Swadhyayaha Tapaharajava. The next three, Dana, Dhamma, and Yagna, are the means to achieve the previous ones. So each one is connected with each other. If I don't develop the others, I cannot have the fearlessness. The story we discussed before, the one single mother had a son who had all the vices in the world. The mother while dying said, how am I going to save him? I was taking care of him while he was alive, but what would happen to him? He said, Bhai, to at least give up one vice out of all the vices that you have. He was smoking, he was gambling, you know, he was stealing, he was going to uh, the prostitutes, all that, his, all the vices. He said, give up one. He said, okay, my mother has taken care of me all my life, so I'll at least give up one. He said, it will be easier to give up smoking. So I'll give up smoking. So his mother died, he gave up smoking. He said, I can't smoke, but I can drink. While he goes for drinking, he said, but there's no fun in it. If there's, I can't smoke, I can't. What is the fun in drinking? We'll give up drinking too. If you're not drinking and smoking, what is the fun in gambling? So give up gambling too. He gave up all of the vices because he decided to give up only one. They were all connected with each other. So Bhagwan also gives here the qualities of the divine self which are interconnected with each other. The next three, dhanam, dhamma, and yagna, are the means to achieve the other. These are the practices I will practice because of my divine nature, which will even enhance the others and take me to the other qualities. Swadhyaya, swadhyaya, self-study. Normally translated as study of scriptures. Scriptures are about your own self. So self-study, introspection, is the, is the foundation of keeping myself grounded into who I am. So swadhyaya, Tapaha, austerities, discipline, arjavam, straightforwardness, not making all the big stories, whatever it is, what is the straightforwardness. Now these are the qualities when I'm aligned with my own self, 
ఐ విల్ ఎగ్జిబిట్ అహింస సత్యం ఆక్రోధ త్యాగ శాంతి అపైసున ఇది ఆల్ క్వాలిటీస్ వి హెవ్ సీన్ బిఫోర్ ఇన్ చాప్టర్ థర్టీన్ అహింస నాన్ ఇంజరీ వీ హెవ్ డిస్కస్ ఇన్ డీటెయిల్ బిఫోర్ నాన్ ఇంజరీ ఎట్ ఆల్ లెవెల్స్ నాట్ జస్ట్ ఫిజికల్ విత్ మెంటల్ విత్ మై మై యాక్షన్స్ మై స్పీచ్ even my thoughts i shouldn't be injuring other the ahinsa there only comes if i identify with this world as my own self satyam truth straightforward whatever it is whatever it is if i can present it akrodaha having no anger now we have discussed this before that akrodha doesn't mean the guy does not get angry at all good examples swami chinmayananda used to get angry very easily he sees something not going right he will be very angry but the next moment with same person he will be joking and laughing and because he is not really angry at the person he is angry at what that person is doing right now you get angry with the children you are not really angry with the children you are angry with what they are doing or not doing so akrodha tyagah shantihi paishunam tyagah we can only remain fearless or in any if i'm non attachment more i get attached more i'll be in problems so tyagah shantihi everybody wants to peace apaisanam apaisan absence of crookedness and actually swami ji explained it further of speech so i will come out straight and say whatever it is not mincing the words apaisanam దయా భూతేషు కంపేషన్ ఫార్ ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ నాట్ జస్ట్ ద వన్ ఐ లైక్ వన్స్ ఐ డోంట్ లైక్ ఆల్ ద బీయింగ్స్ దయా భూతేషు ఆ లోలుప్వం లోలుప్వం ఇన్ హిందీ అండ్ గుజరాత్ అవర్ సంథింగ్ లస్టింగ్ అవర్ సంథింగ్ యూ నో సంథింగ్ విచ్ ఐ డోంట్ హ్యావ్ బట్ ఐమ్ లస్టింగ్ అవర్ ఆ లోలుప్వం సో నాన్ అటాచ్మెంట్ బేసికలీ so not longing for something is all lupthom mardavam gentleness ri which is modesty so gentleness modesty and then a chapalam absence of fickle moving your body unnecessarily chapalam is very in gujarati we say bahut chapal hai that means he doesn't sit quiet a child who is we can keep him is very chapal chapal means just moving around <laughs> a chapalam you are moving around because your mind is also not steady your physical movement is actually describing that you are also not only wasting your physical energy but mental energy a chapalam when you are calm and quiet you will have less movement the last verse in this segment is tejah kshama drutihi shaucham adroho na atimanita bhavanti sampadam daivim abhijatasya bharata one who is born with the divine qualities these qualities will be exhibited so tejah brilliance kshama forgiveness dhruti fortitude so tejah brilliant brilliance about everything that i do and every every behavior so if i'm clear in my thinking if i'm clear in my emotions my 
outlook would be very brilliant. Everyone would say, he is happy, he is presenting himself well. Shama, compassion. If I can identify with others' situations, I will have compassion for them. Drutihi, fortitude. If I believed in something, if the situation changes, I will not change my attitude. And we have learned that to be successful, the two things are absolutely necessary. Constant practice and fortitude. No matter what situation comes. I give this example all the time. When I came to this country, there were no jobs in architecture because of the recession in 82. Somebody says, Neil, the best way to do is go become a pipe drafter. Because I was in Houston. So pipe drafting was a big thing. You know, that oil companies. A lot of money. Architects don't get maybe $10 an hour. Or pipe drafter get $35 an hour. Easy money. I said, the only profession I know is architecture. So I'll continue looking for a job till I get a job. So had I changed and said, well, architecture is not a good field, then I would be somebody else today. But if I really wanted to be an architect, no matter how many upturns and downturns come, I have to stick to it. So that's through this, the fortitude. Something which you decided is your nature, you don't give up. No matter what situation you have to encounter, that through Druti. Saucham, purity, adroha, non-hatredness. Non-hatredness only comes if I can see the other person's perspective, if I can identify with other people. I can see from their perspective, then I will not have hatredness. I may not get along, I may not do what they want me to do, but I will not have that hatredness, adroha. Na Atimanida. This is the last one is actually the most important. Because most of our problems starts with Atimanida. I have a much higher opinion about myself than who I am. And that creates the, all the problems. From Atimanida, then it goes to lying and then showing off and all kinds of stuff which I do is because of I have much greater opinion about myself than who I am, really. Then I have to lie that I can do this, and I can also do this, and which I cannot do in my life. That atimanita is very important not to have. Therefore, it is the foundation of everything we have built on that. Not having that atimanita, well, let me build the other qualities which will and into fearlessness. So therefore, Bhagavan said, Bhavanti Sampadam Daibim Abhijatasya Bharata. These are the qualities the person with divine estate will exhibit. One who is more aligned with his own self, these are the qualities he will exhibit. And we'll stop right here. Rest of the chapter is all about Asuri Sampati. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 
हरि श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओम